Howdy, everyone. If you enjoy the show, join our free Discord. Link in the description and chat with the cast. Please leave a review and consider joining our Patreon for behind-the-scenes content and more. Tears start at a dollar, and even that helps us out. To stay up-to-date with episode releases and more, follow us on Twitter at Riftway Podcast. Hi there, my name is Josh and I'm the Dungeon Master of Riftwake. I'm Caden and I play Crookie Dookie, the half-book bard. I'm Mitch and I play Rosin Tornberg, the ghostwise half-lean rogue. I'm Mark and I play Damien Darkhoof, Minotaur Cleric. I'm Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you'll enjoy this episode and welcome to Riftwake. <laughs> so, last time... Yeah, I can lock the door. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Hold on, I spilled a bowl of soup. <laughs> wait, wait! The uh, ghosts have come. I need to. I need to fight them. <laughs> so last time on Riftwake, everyone gets home safely. Uh, they have discussions with their assorted family members um, about you know, kind of disappearing for an entire weekend. Um, it's not much of a surprise. Most of their parents are adventurers or uh, people of their own right. Um, and school returns on Monday as if nothing takes place. Uh, y'all got a healthy little dose of cash. Uh, y'all lied to a tiefling and uh, was able to, uh, you know, help your benefactors, your criminal underlord, overlord benefactors. Um, <laughs> to be fair, that douche nozzle had it coming. Of the cackling moon. What, Johan Darkroot? Yeah. The drummer boy? We love that guy. You love no, that guy. No, no. <laughs> even his mom doesn't love him. <gasps> that and is a face could... even a mother could kill. <laughs> I mean, you would look right into it, but yeah. <laughs> um, but let's actually have a little bit of a flashback to before the first day of school um, at a Nathan, describe your character's home. Actually, legit, legitimately. Oh, yes, I remember now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> forget for a second, I totally forgot where my house was uh, and what it was like. Okay, so <laughs> describe my house. Um, yeah, describe describe the the home that your character has made for themselves or lives in. There's a box in an alley. <laughs> so. Uh, in one of the major, uh, slightly more uptown residential uh, districts in the city of Delma, back in Darius, uh, back in Riftwick, um, there's a house um, built with um, brick and the such, and uh, a staircase moves up to the door. Within this, you find a pretty well furnished house. Though messy um, at one spot where there's a bunch of books and tools laying about and the table filled with uh, little bits and bobs. Um, the walls have a lot of uh, shelves for books and the like, and the staircase leads upwards to the bedrooms. Where is your character uh, in this house at this time? 
At this time, he's uh, currently working away at uh, some sort of contraption at the table. At the is it like a dining room table that's like been retrofitted to be basically your workshop kind of thing? More or less, it's like um, originally it appears to have been a dining table, but for some reason he has had not like hasn't had the reason to use it. Perhaps because uh, something something. You you hear like a knock at your door that just absolutely resonates across this like very empty, albeit very large home. Um, doom, doom, doom. So, um, Stephen is startled at the sound, and he drops his thing, uh, drops whatever he's working on, and uh, turns to look at the door, and uh, grumbles a bit before uh, walking over and. Taking a look through the eye hole. Uh, yeah, you see a person like completely bedecked in uh, white robes, uh, holding a an amulet uh, to one of the many gods in the area. Um, oh, what's the the name of the sun one? A monitor. There we go. Sorry. Holding an amulet of a monitor. It's a, a multi-pointed star. Someone would like to speak with you. So, um, Stephen's going to open the door slowly. It's quite a heavy door. Uh, he creaks it open and uh, stands before the religious man, I, I presume. Um, uh, the m- religious man uh, takes out a small disc, probably like no longer than four inches across, and uh, puts it on the ground in front of him. Uh, and as he does so, this um, spectral image kind of appears above it, uh, sitting down. Uh, you see the uh, visage of an illithid. Um, he's he's sitting down and. Uh, He's breaking off tiny pieces of uh, some sort of baked great baked good, like a croissant, and like delicately dropping it in his beak. Um, he has a pair of what look like chopsticks taped to the side of his face to keep the, his tentacles out of the way of his beak. Um, and he kind of takes a moment to uh, chew that way birds do because they don't have teeth, where it's kind of like get. It cracked and then swallows. Mm. Stephen and is he... absolutely uh, <laughs> repulsed by this. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, Stephen Morhue. I was uh, very upset to see that you weren't at orientation. Orientation. Why, yes, I'm sure you've got one of our many letters. Your parents sent a uh, agreeance, as it were, for you to attend our school. So, Stephen pauses and says, I, I've heard of no such letter. Ah, well, give him another copy. <laughs> he kind of just, like, motions <laughs> to the t- person behind him. And the uh, the... Cleric pulls out another copy of the note and passes it around the uh, 
the spectral image. We are Free Haven's school for the... No, wait, that's wrong. We are the Free Haven Academy for... Raps yes, we are the Free Haven Academy for Rapscallions and Heroes. Heroes and Rapscallions. Um, like, Steven's just going to stare blankly at this and then say, I, I, I don't really see why um, I should be going to Academy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly well versed in my craft. Well versed in your craft. <laughs> Why settle? He acts like he's gonna say for <laughs> say more, but then he just ends the sentence. Stephen closes the door. <laughs> <laughs> the spectral image just like passes its head through the doorway. Now, come on, young man. Surely you're not going to be satisfied with like, this. As he's saying this, like Stephen's walking back to his table, but I imagine the spectral object, like the spectral image, is flowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it gets to the point where like the the cleric on the other side kind of like <laughs> slides the disc underneath the barrier <laughs> of where the door meets the meets the ground and it just skitters past <laughs> and he's just kind of like floating and walking next to you as it does so. Now at the academy, we have a lot of programs for individuals such as you. Uh, and we set you up with your very first adventuring party as well. Uh, plenty of support and uh, adventure out there, and you get to see many realms beyond your own. Uh, okay, so let's say let's say okay, let's say I'm somewhat interested. Uh, what what would the fee be? There are no fees. It sounds like a scam. You you pay with your adventuring prowess. You are <laughs> taught here at the Free Haven, and you are expected to go out into the many, many realms beyond and use what you've learned at Free Haven to make the world a better place. He burps. <laughs> okay. Excuse um, me. So, Steven's just going to look at his stuff and. He pauses for a second, thinking, um, before he tidies, like, he hits the table, starts moving stuff, like, tidying it up a bit, and then grabs, um, what appears to be, like, some sort of, uh, how do I put it? Like, like a, a miniaturized cannon, slips into, like, a, uh, I guess, a holster at his side, and then says, well, I do happen to be ha have happened to be fairly free recently, and um, well, I, I guess there is always more room to improve. How, how do I get to this school of yours? Merely follow the cleric. So uh, he's just gonna. So like this spectral image is coming like from some disc on the floor, right? Mm-hmm. He picks it up. Yeah, the, the the image just kind of moves up as you lift it. So now it's like floating about three or four feet above your head. Puts it in his pocket. <laughs> and it well, by all means, I suppose that you can keep that. <laughs> he, can, 
It's mostly just a communication device to allow me to communicate with Rapscallius. He, he, he takes it out of his pocket and it's like, how the fuck do I turn this off? <laughs> there is no off switch. I am the off switch. Like, 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 while he says that, like, uh, Stephen's just gonna, like, look at the, like, the furthest place in the room and try to, like, throw it away. <laughs> I'll see you at school. <laughs> yeah, he gets like yeeted into the corner. I think that went well. As <laughs> he like disappears. Okay. All right. Let's fast forward once again to the modern day. Uh, the three of you lovely fellas uh, have class. Actually, all four of you have class. Um, let me make sure that I everything here. So we do do we all have like specific classes or do we have like a variety of classes we go to? It's like I know my bard, right? Like just go to bard class or is it like can, can I, is there can an I English get equivalent? Can I get credits for like the, the you know the work I did prior to school? No. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get nothing I like it. You get nothing. Um Yes, you have your specific bard classes that are taught by like a bard teacher, and then characters that have things that allow them to. Can someone stop hitting their mic over and over again? Um, you have your specific bard classes that you take with your bard professor, um, and then you also have um, other classes that you take with other professions as they kind of apply. Um, some characters have like they're both they're basically uh what's it called multiple discipline like you might have someone who's going to both uh bard classes and warlock classes if they cite the multi-class or a uh, remy's character was a sorcerer and a cleric right, right, right. So, so like a double degree yeah that's it they so double majored no- there's no like maths equivalent, like you know, if one goblin had four battle hammers and they lost two, how many battle hammers does that goblin have? Like nothing like that. Right? It, the, generally, there's like the geometry of fighting, um, making sure that your teammates don't get all up in each other while they're trying to fight an opponent, um, but not anything like, uh, not anything like how we would do algebra. Right, It'd be right, like yeah. if your opponent, if you, if your friend is fighting someone on two sides and you need to get behind him, um, and you don't want to make yourself vulnerable, how do you do? Blah blah blah. Yeah, it makes sense. It's basically like teaching someone D and D, but as boring as a way as you can. <laughs> I mean, I've been on a D and D podcast for nearly three years, and I still didn't know how to play D and D, so I could probably use something like that. Hey man, I, I've been well, on the listening to Rules podcast for you know, I have two a bad whole years. News. Apparently, Rifts and Rules doesn't teach you how to play the game either. <laughs> <sighs> Fun stuff. Okay, so y'all each have a restful night's sleep. Um, Monday Ooh, comes and you guys go to your assorted classes. Um, was there anything in specific that y'all wanted to do? Um, I know last time we discussed that there was the back to school bash um, that's happening. Um, For losers. Actually, it's the cool people who are putting it together, but 
<laughs> to make fun of the losers who don't show up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, at the Darst family mansion, there's the back to school bash. Um, you, I know that we had talked previously about searching the evidence, searching the library and school for evidence, um, and for and for more information. Yep. Um, and. I think that might be everything that we had discussed already that y'all wanted to continue moving forward with. If there's anything else that I'm I'm not remembering, by all means, uh, remind me. Uh, but like, could uh, mm -hmm. I think Grookey might want to check out the Back to School Bash. That'll be this upcoming Friday, right? So, right. so there's a there's a week of school right before the the Back to School Bash. What? That's that's stupid. Why would you plan a back-to-school party a week after school's already started? So that way you can make friends. Homecoming at my school was like fucking a month in. Yeah, homecoming for me was like a month or two in fully. You guys have parties? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. No, it was a school-mandated party. You guys have school-mandated parties? Yes. We don't have any of those. The closest thing I've had to that is like a Halloween disco when I was eight. Halloween <laughs> disco. <laughs> wow. I'm adding that to the campaign, the Halloween disco. <laughs> that is a, a, a standard, a staple, a staple of, staple school of high life. school. <laughs> the Halloween disco. Everyone knows it. Yeah, it's like a bigger event than prom. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Bust those moves, you know. Bust it down, Tatiana. Um, now, all it was was it just had a big dark room, some hot dogs, and like spooky, scary skeletons blasting at full volume. Like <laughs> a an dark hour and a room half. with a bunch of kids. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Nathan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, let's, let's fast forward past the, the Halloween back to school. <laughs> um, Damien, I believe you were going to go to the library. Right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, as soon as he had an opportunity, he was going to kind of scoot out of class and head to the library. All right, well, yeah, you were able to go to the library. Um, we've already pre-rolled your history check, so we won't make you re-roll, especially because that was a spicy 20 right there. Um, minus one. A minus one. It was a spicy natural 20 that became a not-so-spicy 19. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, and you are able to find, yeah, because I was looking for I was looking for books specifically around slime uh, and uh, you know, kind of like the geology of slimes and how they're formed. So something mm -hmm. something between like a history book and a biology book about slime related stuff. Yes, you are able to find a a a, a set of books. Um, one's like the adventurer's tool guide to colon slimes for dummies, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that, that kind of equivalent. <laughs> um, but also kind of more surprisingly, um, you are able to find a book that has a bit more of an interesting title. And that is, um, the history of Freehaven here in the 
um, non-restricted section of the library. Um, so this is like the edited version of the one that we found in the restricted section where the pages have been ripped out. This is like yes. the dumbed-down version. Cliff notes, if you will. Yes, and it has some incredibly important information as it regards to slimes as well. Um, it seems that um, in the time well and truly before the Adventuring Academy was ever even established, um, the creature known as They Who Hungers um, would create these kinds of slimes and would use the consumed bodies of uh, of things and people that it had previously eaten and use their memories to construct uh, ooblexes, which are literally like slimes made of the memories of the things that they have consumed. Um, and it would use these ooblex um, to hunt down food that they, them, they who hungers themselves was unable to reach. Um, and so, like, you're kind of thinking back to the things that the ancient slime that you spoke to before um, mentioned about how they were a faithful servant who would be rewarded and that they have not forgotten their duty. Uh, you, you get the impression that that, that that Ublek was well and truly ancient. In, well, in the strand of like... His breath was bad, so yeah. Ain't that the truth? Um, and you're also getting a lot of stuff about slime biology, like, you know, slimes generally don't age. Uh, there's a whole bunch of ones on different ones about, you know, slashing weapons might not be very efficient against them on account of uh, cutting them in half just creates more slimes to deal with. Uh, some of some slimes, but not all, have a core at their center that needs to be broken or else they'll regenerate. Um, Ooblexes hold the memory of the people that they've consumed. Um, and. Right. And then wasn't there something about how as, as they get older and take on too much power, they start to shed. Yes. Uh, as shed personalities. As Ooblexes age, if they get if they get very, very old and consume enough souls, um, if they go a long time without a meal, uh, they will begin to shed memories and kind of create new personages. Which you give the impression is probably what happened to the effeminate looking slime that y'all encountered in the area below. The labyrinth. We don't yes, speak of the he labyrinth. Would, <laughs> he would, uh, you know, he'd be copying down as much of this information as possible into his little notebook, probably and barely able to read uh, Chicken Scratch. Oh, of course. The classic. Uh, <laughs> as you are doing so, uh, the temporary replacement that they have for the librarian, um, one of your dad's friends who coaches volleyball, um, <laughs> kind of steps up to you and puts a hand on your shoulder and goes, "Oh, hey, bud, uh, do you need any any help finding books?" I, I don't know. 
do you have any help you can actually provide? Or are you just going to go back and randomly point in a direction? I feel called out. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I do mean, I know myself a little bit of the Dewey Decimal System. They gave me a rundown. Okay. I, I know why you're here. You're here because of what happened to the other librarian. And they figure, hey, something goes bad. Let's throw something bigger at it. Because obviously the last one didn't make out very well. That doesn't make you qualified to help me. Uh, this is all correct. Uh, but that doesn't mean I don't want to help you. And I appreciate that. But right now, I think I'm going to take a pass. All right. Well, if you need anything, let me know. Uh, I will be sitting behind this desk trying not to die of boredom. Sounds great. And then he's just going to turn and walk away. <laughs> and he's going to go to another corner that is very obviously not related to slimes or anything related to slimes. <laughs> Find a book and just walk 10 feet down and put it away in the box section. <laughs> oh, and then maybe he'll look for another notice. book. Maybe he'll go look for another book on like uh, how to draw slimes and slime kids. Because they always have that kind of crap in the school library. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they the they green, definitely green. have the how to draw monster manual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. They used to be my favorite book with the the great big book of stick figures. <laughs> and then he's gonna go ahead and go up to the desk. He's like, Can I go ahead and check this out? Yes. Uh let me uh, he like fuddles in like a bunch of drawers and, and pulls out a like a checkout card. And he hands it to you, and he goes, yes, I, I just need to find the stamp. Uh, he's, like, looking underneath his desk. He's, like, looking over the top of it, seeing if it fell over on the other side. Can I do a uh, check to see if I see the stamp? Yeah, make a perception check. You're a cleric. How can your perception blow? I mean, I trade. Oh, hey, look at that. There you go. Yeah, it's... He pulled out one of the drawers, but didn't like, like check it a hundred percent. He's like more in a rush to find the stamp, and like he totally passed over the stamp. It's in an open drawer, like to his immediate left. I feel like it's under a bag of like potato chips or something it's, that it's, he's been it, eating. It's underneath one of those plastic bags full of rubber bands. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a clear bag, so you can definitely see the stamp underneath it. But he just did the quick look through, didn't see the stamp, and immediately went somewhere else. So I think I'm going to reach over, grab the stamp, but I'm also going to like pull two rubber bands out. And I'll hand him the stamp, and then I'm going to load both rubber bands on my fingers like finger guns. Mm -hmm. And wait, and the second he stamps it, I'm going to twin finger gun and shoot him with the two rubber bands. <laughs> They both just, like, hit him in the chest <laughs> and fall down, and he goes, I'm not very good at this. <laughs> See, that's what happened at the last one. She got shot with rubber bands? I thought she got stabbed. It's a metaphor. You can look uh, that up, too. No, I know what a metaphor is. It's in the I just thought you were being literal. No. I think I can find it under the dictionary. I, I bet you're familiar with that one. Well, have a good day, baby. <laughs> He'll grab his book and go ahead and head back to class. Mm-hmm. 
speaking of back to class, Nathan, or I guess Steven, you are enjoying your mm, probably about third day of coursework uh, with a lovely, lovely fella, a lovely little artificer by the name of Boglin Iron Fingers. Ooh, <laughs> Are his fingers made of iron? Yes. He is actually lost all of his fingers. They've all been blown off or destroyed in one of the many explosions that he has been a part of on campus. Um, so he has made replacement fingers utilizing Arcanotech, and so his fingers are literally a combination of an arcane and magical owl. <laughs> Alright, so I guess the real question is, was his birth name Iron Fingers, and he just happened to end up with that? Or did he That's change his question. name to, to reflect this? Did he change his name to Iron Fingers in, a, in the classic way, or was he already named Boglin Iron Fingers because he comes from a long line of peoples who blow off their fingers? I, I don't know which is worse, actually. <laughs> Like owning um, owning the loss of your fingers so hard or curse. <laughs> Boglin iron fingers at your service. Uh, he is going over the fundamentals of constructing your own weapon and party cohesion. Um, and he's really just making the whole thing about not blowing up. Um, every single time he says, make sure you don't cross... <laughs> Cross-frame the wires, otherwise they explode. The <laughs> Don't cross the beams, otherwise they explode. Don't do this, otherwise it'll explode. <laughs> and in every bit of, of helpful and advice is all centered around, don't let this happen, or it will explode. Okay. Uh, is it true that every time he says that thing, it would explode if you were to do it? Yeah. Okay. If you, the thing with artificer is that it's dangerous if you get it right, and also dangerous if you get it wrong. Oh. <laughs> Yay! He's like, here I have an alchemical caustic brew. I'm gonna need to put this away. <laughs> it's just like okay. Um, over here I have some water, and over here I have some that that will explode if you mix them together. Yeah, you understand that. I have pure sodium. Mm, this needs to be in its own container. It just bursts into flames in his hands. Mm. Why do we have that here? <laughs> we, we use magic. Science is magic, Stephen. <laughs> Never I'm forget. Leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> this is uh, wait, a bad before idea. You go, before you go, I know I class ended 15 minutes ago and I've made you all stay past, past the time. Because the bell you. doesn't dismiss you, I do. Um, but the principal okay, said that he wanted you to uh, speak with him uh, in his office. There's something that he wants to introduce you to. Steven's kind of like disgruntled at this. It's just like, I, I would rather not, but <sighs> fine. All right, get out of my class. <laughs> Steven kind of just dragged this way out. Yeah. Um... The rest of you as well are basically informed at the end of your class to come to the principal's office um, as soon as, as class has reached its terminus. And so, let's see 
believe, <laughs> yeah, uh, Caden, your character's uh, teacher was Aaron Spearman, the half-elf. Aaron Yeager. Aaron, Aaron Yeager. Uh, the half-elf bard. You're just like, hey, my guy, like, just so you know, we need you to, like, get to the principal's office. Principal wanted to speak with you and your little groupie group. Um, you know what? Get there whenever you feel like you want to get there. Play by the beat of your own drop. <laughs> this guy's awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, sounds good, man. All right. Don't forget. I love you. <laughs> what? He says that to literally every single student he talks to. Yeah, we're going to need an HR meeting about that one. <laughs> <We're> gonna, <laughs> one of the parents is going to talk. You're going to be in trouble, Aaron. You can't be saying <laughs> stuff like that to everybody. Uh, uh, silence in the storm. Uh, the female tabaxi rogue teacher um, <laughs> shoots an arrow into your desk, Ray. What? I'm awake. And there's just like a piece of parchment attached to it. I just handed this to me. I could have, but I chose not to. It is part of the rogue's fundamental part that we be prepared for anything and always have an eye out on our potential attackers. Everyone in this classroom is a potential attacker or thief or assassin to the others. Never forget this. Uh, okay. Does it say anything on this, or <laughs> is it just like a blank sheet of paper on an arrow? <laughs> it's a blank sheet of paper on an arrow, and she goes, you will need an alchemical treatment in order to read the, the note says. We discussed this in a previous class. Oh, invisible ink. Find a cool. way. <laughs> this is one of the ones that show up with lemon juice, or do I have to, like, pull the lighter under it? Uh, yeah, you, you can try either one. Hmm. <laughs> what should I roll to figure out what to do? Uh, investigation is usually good. I'm not good at that. <laughs> 16. Yeah, not bad. Uh, you kind of look at the parchment and uh, examine the invisible ink. Uh, you kind of like bring it up to your face and smell it. And it has an ever so faintly like vanilla smell. And you know from the discussion that you had with your rogue teacher a couple of days prior, um, that this kind of invisible ink gets uh, exposed via heat. Cool. I will heat it up with some sort of heat source. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, generally, even like sunlight is enough to make it warm enough. It just says go to the principal. <laughs> I'm expecting you to be like, it says, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Underscore get out. <laughs> oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I guess I go to principal. And Damien Darkhoof, your teacher, Elias Donstar, the elderly cleric. Um, he is waxing poetic yet again about the philosophical underpinnings of why the gods don't talk to us anymore. It's it's his favorite subject. You'd think he's writing an entire dissertation about it. 
Anytime he gets the opportunity to bring it up, he, class screeches to a halt. <laughs> and that becomes the focus of conversation. Um, so just like just like in the first couple of days with Damien was very subversive around this conversation. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna throw out some kind of a supposition in the hopes of getting him to uh, get off topic, you know, to start debating himself. I think the first I think the first or second day of school, his comment was, you know, well maybe the gods don't talk to us because they don't have anything to say. Mm-hmm. And it'll allow him kind of move off in that direction, and then uh, he's just he's just over this guy, so he's going to try and just slide out the door again and start wandering the halls. See if he can <laughs> find anybody else. You're able to like begin sliding out, and before you leave, he kind of looks at you and goes, "Oh, before you go, make sure you visit the principal's office." Ah, just what I wanted to do: go see a deeply cursed. Mm, he is a deeply cursed. Okay, no problem. Thanks, Prof. And you all make your way over to the principal's office. Uh, the the four of you actually. Uh, what is Stephen wearing? What does Stephen look like to the the other players? So, Stephen is um, how would I put it? Normally, he's dressed up in what would be considered like kind of like a half. Robe, robe. I would say, like, think of it like um, he has this upper cloak that goes down to about his waist, and no um, pants that goes <laughs> over his shoulders, and then he has like a, you know, uh, just standard uh, fantasy pants. Fantasy <laughs> pants. Wow. He has what fantasy is that? pants. <laughs> <laughs> Are they made of off gold? with your fantasy pants? <laughs> fancy pants. You're right. made of um, shards. <laughs> he sharded his pants. Sh- absolutely covered in shards. Uh, no, like, he sharded his pants. <laughs> but yeah, it's like he, he kind of like has a cloak covering, like not really cloak, just so much as like this cloth um, covering his neck and hanging down about waist height. Um, and with like him, a little cape. Like something like that, but not quite. <laughs> but like, uh, he he also has like a belt with his holster attached and um, the weapon that he always, always tinkers with with him. And what race is he? Racist. Um, He's human. human. <laughs> that took a long time. <laughs> um, I'm human. Boring <laughs> ass you got it. Mm-hmm. The only one, I think. <laughs> Yet another person with no night vision in our party. <laughs> we don't believe I, it in this house. We're going to bully him so hard. We don't need night vision, do we? Right? Right. Uh, you obviously didn't listen to some of our <laughs> earlier episodes. Listen once that. We need a lot of night vision. It's frightening. By all means, come in. So I think that. Uh, if we all ended up showing up there at the same time, maybe we'll go ahead and walk in first. And if there's any kind of a seating, he doesn't care if there's enough chairs, he's immediately going to walk over to one and plop down. 
And if it's not in the corner, he's going to pick it up and drag it all the way into the corner. There, there is a chair in the corner already. Uh, <laughs> it's for his more broodier students who attend. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Damien's going to flop and like put one leg over the arm and so, open um, up his book on drawing and just start flipping pages. Damien's kind of an asshole, man. So, <laughs> is uh, is Damien's favorite band uh, My Alchemist Romance or something? Or? <laughs> it's Three Days Graceless. It's a uh, they're just it's a band of enough, former clerics. But I mean, their their unreleased stuff is way better. <laughs> you really have to attend the band live to get a full experience of it. Everything else is just so artificially manufactured. Well, it needed to be made palatable. To public <laughs> yeah the principal like motions the rest of you in and he kind of crosses his fingers in front of himself in his uh, very very large and ornate desk and he goes i'm assuming you all know why i called you in here no why, why am i here i i want to go to rest now why because well, he wants to use us to free labor again ah oh, that's because it's all about the patriarchy. No. Uh, it's actually because Tilsrebold Nezarak has uh, withdrawn from the academy at this time, and so you need a adventuring group of four or so. Um, Who's this Nezarak guy? He was my best friend ever, except for Damien. And Grookey. Good guy. Thank you. Yes, was- that's... A lovely sentiment and all, but Steven, since other people can't abide having you in, in their group, I figured Wait, here would be loser? nice. And we got the short draw. I don't know if you've noticed, but you are a collection of miscasts and misfits yourself. I don't mean to throw shade, uh, but as a deeply cursed being, I do feel <laughs> like I have a kind of connection to you outcasts and outfits and misfits and bad casts. This was a terrible idea. I, 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 you know, I've been trying to quit for a while, but I can't seem to find the paperwork. No, no, no. I mean, hey, you seem like a nice guy. You know, I'm sure you'd fit in just fine, you know. I think that Damien needs to stop being such a judgmental cunt. <laughs> I like the pause. The pause made a nice touch. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we can all be friends. I learned it in cleric class. <laughs> but wait, what, what, by the way, what, what's your name? I am Grookey Tuki. You seem like a nice guy. I am a nice guy, thank you. Yeah, the moment. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> Steven, Steven goes to shake Grookey's hand. Grookey will accept. All right, fantastic. Well, y'all are making excellent progress. <laughs> excellent friends already. Yeah, let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is that all you called us here for? Well, mostly, okay, and play. also uh, because uh, Mr. Rubble or Mr. Nezirak, uh provided me with this note that he wished for me to hand off to Ray. I take the newt. The newt. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> It's written on incredibly fine paper, um, and there's a wax seal with the Nezirak, like house on it of like a dragon spitting flame with like an adventurer holding up a sword, a shield aloft to block it. Um, with the impression that 
Rubble's dad thought pretty highly of himself. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> I mean, I did hear it's a pretty well adventure. All right, I open the note and what's it say? Uh, the note is addressed to you, right? Uh, and it says that Tilgerable is being pulled from the school at his dad's request. His dad wants him to wait at least another year before going back to the Adventuring Academy. Um, and so because of this, they'll be moving back to their, their home. Um, and in the kerfuffle, in the shift of everything, um, even though he went to investigate, or not to investigate, but he went to the uh, grave site of his, his mother to kind of help uh, to, to kind of like celebrate the anniversary of her death, uh, the undertaker said that they were unable to find her remains or her urn that she was placed in. And he was wondering if you as a friend could help fight. So first, he addressed it to me because I'm his best friend ever. And second, he wants us to do a favor. Let's go! I <laughs> Let's explain nothing to go. anybody. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm on board for this. At least this benefits someone that was kind to us. Tried to help us. Why the hell am I here? <laughs> You're meeting your new adventuring party. That's why yeah, I that's, brought that's you that's here. That's cool and all, but why do I have to do that? Because if I'm you want us to try and keep you alive, we need to trust you. And this is your chance to buy in. Also, it's worth course credit. <laughs> okay, that, well, uh, I, I, I'm, that yeah, the, credit, 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 good. I, I want that. Every adventure that you go on could increase your worst class by a full letter grade. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just shit. like how, 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 like, uh, uh, friendship? Nah. C credit? Yes, please. <laughs> Did someone say volunteer hours to look good on my college resume? Hell yes, let's go! <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, new guy. We've only lost one teammate so far. That, that's. You've only had one teammate. I mean, he's still alive. He's as far as we know. Somewhere. He's in a better place, a single tier. <laughs> yeah, his mansion, his mansion is a much better place, I'm sure. Um, Principal Abernathy. Mm-hmm. Hey, Squid Man. Is, is there any... Can we check out anything from the school to help us on this? Hidden. I, feel like, I feel like if we're going to a cemetery... Uh, Maybe we could get some holy water. You think that there's an undead problem in Freehaven? I mean, to be honest, most people in this school are soulless, so yes. <laughs> I suppose we could requisition you some holy water. I don't see why that would be a problem. Speak with the... Uh, Mr. Dawnstar, I'm sure he has some on hand. Ah. Uh, I'm afraid you're going to send me back to the library. 
why would I send you to a librarian to get holy water? Why would you put the volleyball coach in the library? I don't know. You make up these rules, not me. I'm not in charge of staff. <laughs> he just kind of what? like turns around in his swivel chair. <laughs> so that his back is faking, you know? As a deeply cursed being, I am responsible for the continued existence of this school. You may go. And away we go. Exit stage left. With a heavy thigh. <laughs> yeah, Alliance is able to procure for y'all um, about three or four vials of of holy water. Um, um before we uh, and this can be a background thing, I think Damien would go ahead and stop back by the library and see if there's um, any books specifically around uh, display spirits. Um, you know, even if it's just one of those little beginners guides, he'd go ahead and turn back in the other book and and check out uh, a new book on this. So he's got something to flip through just in case we come across something big and scary. Yeah, make a Arcana check. Oh, another one. Read it. Oh, a seventeen. Crap. Not bad. Uh, yeah, you're you're able to kind of get a look because, as everyone knows, ghosts are real. Um, <laughs> this is not a a setting where it's like ghosts. What a crybaby. Ghosts aren't real. There are ghost teachers at this academy. Like everyone I, knows, I sincerely that ghosts are real. disbelieve them as I see them. What is this, Hogwarts? <laughs> well, you we'll don't exist. That, we'll see how that I works out you. for you. Um, they they uh, take over your body and control you. <laughs> um, but Thank like you. many, many different spirits have many, many different ways of presenting themselves, of how they attack, of what they can do. Um, everything from like a regular ghost attempting to possess a person to like a poltergeist that creates environmental hazards and electrical shock um, to uh, some people even believe that vampires are actually um, ghosts that have repossessed their own body. Like the first vampire like had its soul ripped out and put back in and now craves its lifeblood back. Um, oh, I thought they were just failed bars who decided to act fruity. No. With sparkly body paint. <laughs> yeah. That only reflects in sunlight, but not natural candlelight. Exactly. exactly. Uh, you know, the sunlight they're not allowed to be in. Undead ghouls and ghasts and creepy crawlies that go bump in the night. Um, generally, as long as a cemetery is well cared for, uh, the spirits do not find hold or find purchase in this place. Um, but I mean, it's possible. There's no, there's no harm in 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 having it present. Okay, so he's just gonna throw that in his sling bag and uh, catch back up with everybody, either after class or if everyone is heading out right then. Meet up with them outside the school gate. Yeah, super easy, super straightforward. Uh, y'all make your way over to the uh, to the cemetery. The cemetery is actually quite a large portion of. It's kind of in the southwesternly most part of town. Um, 
and it is right where the myths begin. That is where the cemetery starts as well. Um, the myths are a kind of semi-magical area that surrounds the entirety of Freehaven um, as it exists today. Um, a lot of people kind of go in there or get lost, or adventurers will go out there to see what they can find and bring back. Um, generally, it is relatively dangerous, um, but for some reason, the Undertaker has chosen this area or has continued to allow this area to be the place where these spirits are left to rest. How well lit is it? It's incredibly well lit. Uh, it, there is a series of like holy lanterns that are constantly burning a soothing incense of lavender. Um, there's almost no natural sunlight in spite of the fact that it's only like three o'clock. Um, but the glow of the lanterns illuminates your path very, very well. Um, and sconces of torches that have had the um, the cloth of them treated with holy oils uh, burn eternally here. Uh, the graves are well manicured and well tended to, um, but they stretch out for a great deal of space. It, this is a huge cemetery that seems to have no end, but it is carefully cultivated and maintained. So is there like uh, a groundskeeper who can tell us where we need to go? Or Yes, there is a kind of main area at the center of the cemetery that's kind of like Greekly inspired. Like it has the large marble columns and the uh, triangular roof, like showing uh, spirits being guided to the afterlife and like in relief on the top. Um, and the Undertaker is uh, carefully tending to some of his notes uh, at the front desk as you enter. Uh, he is, I would say he is in stark contrast to like the magicalness and like the majesty and the niceness of the cemetery. He, his skin is sallow, his hair is greasy, he's wearing uh, professional attire. Um, but some of it is caked in mud and grime, uh, kind of like this is a person who wears their best suit every day for 20 years and has not washed it in that time, kind of wear to it. Um, and he has a, a small black top hat that has many bins and kind of knackeredness to it um, in stark relief to like the beautiful white and black marble floor that you step across to reach up. Upon seeing his hat, I have a moment of silence for my hat. <laughs> pay F, press F to pay respects. Ah, hello. That guy's got a really nice hat. I mean, that's better. Yeah, but he wears it well. No, he doesn't shut up. He wears it better than you wore yours. I just wear it at him. I just you wore yours better. Thank you. Always a pleasure to see the young. Kind of like bows his head in your direction and is like 
greasy hair falls forward. It's incredibly long and unkempt. And his nails are also like uh, unmanicured with dirt on the underside of them. To what do I owe this pleasure? I like the Damien as he is the facto leader. I, I like how Ray did not explain anything about the mission and yet still wants Damien to explain the reason why they're here. Yeah. This guy creeps me out. And uh, Damien will kind of push Ray forward. Well, tell him. Uh, there's nothing to be scared of. Shit, I'm, I'm tempted to just give the letter to Damien and hide behind his <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to do that. All right, so he's going to take the letter and he's just going to kind of drop his head just a second and read through it real quick. And then he's going to brush the hair out of his eyes, of course. <sighs> so our friend's mom was laid to rest here and someone stole her. So we were wondering if you could um, take us to the location so get investigated. Uh, our buddy's name is Miserable. I don't remember his last name. Was it Nezarek? Yes, Nezarek. Can you take us to the Nezarek section? It's, it's probably big and pretentious. Ah, yes, of course. Just give me a moment to tend to my notes. I uh, escorted the young man and his father to his mother's supposed resting place, and yet when we arrived, there was nothing there. Quite the strange occurrence. How long I was actually was just updating the file. Uh, when did they come and find that it was missing? Saturday, so two days ago. And. In your normal rounds, how often would you say that you go into that section of the cemetery? I clean the entirety of the memorial district of those who have passed and have been cremated perhaps once every two weeks. And when would have been your last normal round to do that section? Mm, the last time I would have then cleaning in that area would have been right around Thursday of the week before. Okay, so basically sometime in the last 12 days this happened? That is what I believe, yes. Okay, well that's, that's helpful. Uh, and as soon as you've got your notes, We'd appreciate being shut for this night. Thank you. Yes, I will do so. And he's like continuing to like his his ink work is incredibly scratchy and like haphazard. And like we mentioned that that Damien's looks like chicken scratch. Um, this guy's. Have you ever seen cursive Cyrillic? Where it just looks like a series of loops over and over again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, actually, it, it's exactly like that. Where you're like, how do you distinguish between the different size loops to possibly know what the fuck you're writing about? 
It's really I, more of a feeling. It's an emotion that comes yeah. from the page, less than literal words. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he folds his, his little black book and puts it in his breast pocket um, and begins walking forward. Follow me. Be sure to keep a careful eye out for anything else that seems to be a little off. As of late, things have been strange in my cemetery. Strange? How, how so? Other than this? Yes, other than It seems the spirits once at rest have taken a liking to making mischief. Have there been any recent trespassing or, or anyone came and defiled the graves that might have upset them? It is an incredibly large subject. But from what I have been able to observe, this unkempt behavior of the spirits is a new occurrence. Sounds like you need some more help. I do have a couple of uh, volunteers from the student body that have been able to be of help to me. Oh, yeah? Who are they? Uh, Mr. Aaron Athanasius and Bach Bryaster. Uh, I bet it was him. <laughs> uh, Damien, you remember Aaron Athanasius? He was the Goody Two-Shoes cleric student oh, yeah. um, that <laughs> raised his hand constantly when Elias Donstar was speaking in the first... Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. To, to hop at whatever answer it would be possible for him to receive. <laughs> <laughs> do they have like a special schedule that they come out or are they doing it for community service mm, no they just come by every couple of days and assist me with my work well if you'd like someone a little bit more reliable I have time if that is what you wish, I will not stop you. No. Yeah. Follow me. And he just continues walking and walking down this large, like, marble corridor that uh, goes up and goes down and kind of loops around. Um, so you get to the uh, a, a large entrance also with its own set of marble columns that just says the Hall of, of the Ashen Ones. Yep, that's He kind of smiles. I believe that they deserve all the respect we can gather for them. Yeah, but who would they build this for, really? Those Body. who grieve. They had a real understanding of what happened. It's not a, it's not a requirement to grieve. Anyways, that's, that's her philosophy. Yes. Not very much philosophizing here, more getting your hands dirty. And he kind of like move motions towards his dirt encrusted fingers. You know, they make tools for that too. Shovel. I like the feeling of earth beneath my hands. How do I take you two weeks? If you're elbow. Yes, I could just walk around and press to digitize every single grave in this entire cemetery. 
I feel that sand blasts all of the emotion off. Now, I mean, at this point, through his bones, anyways. He's going to kind of gesture to the skull that's on top of his staff, the one that he picks up off of the body of the sparrows. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of smiles and goes, "Not just bones. Bones are alive, all of their own. We know this. Perhaps the spirit no longer indwells within, and yet." There is still life in those non-existent eyes. Well, one of these days I'm going to learn how to make these bones speak. He kind of motions towards the, the entrance to the Hall of Ashes. Hall of the Ashen Ones. The, Your friend's mother was laid to rest in here. She has a rather ostentatious, as it were, resting. So Damien will wait for everyone else to go in in front of him. At least of the of the other students. How well lit is it? Super well lit. Alright. I'm going to be asking that before every entrance now. <laughs> oh yeah, 100%. It is incredibly well lit. It is carefully maintained. The torches are ensconced. The torchlight kind of flickers across the walls and kind of gives the impression of like the many in relief freezes that they have like over some of the resting areas, it almost gives the illusion of movement. Um, you don't get that whenever you just have regular flat light. The, the, the that, that's play what I want of in my the cemetery, flames. the illusion of movement when I'm looking at yeah. <laughs> But like, as you're walking past some, some of these like urns, the freezes kind of look like they're playing out a scene in front of you, like uh, a shield gets lifted up and blocks a dragon's flame, and a, an arrow goes across uh, an area and strikes a lich in their heart, and there's a lot of artistry here where, like, it, it's obvious that the people who are constructing these things take a great amount of, of care and diligence for these, uh, these memorial areas. Not something your garden variety poor person is going to get, but you're in the Hall of the Ashen One now, boys. And it doesn't take you very long to find uh, Rubble's mom's cemetery area. Uh, one thing you do notice about her kind of resting place is that she seems to be like a side character in a lot of her own stories. Uh, there's a tall, imposing, white dragonborn that is kind of always standing in front of her um, and doing feats of heroic while she is in the back, uh, either praying or she, she's she's in relief, but she's constructed entirely out of like onyx. Um, so she's very dark of skin and shiny. Great. As opposed More to the hierarchical propaganda. As opposed to the, the husband, the, the larger male dragonborn who's constructed almost entirely out of marble, so he's very kind of white and reflective. This seems like a metaphor for something. Could be. Could be. <laughs> or maybe she was just a black dragonborn. She was a black dragon. <laughs> So I think once we get to the uh, that section where she's at, um, Damien's just gonna like stand still. And he's gonna 
closed his eyes, and I realized it's probably a terrible waste of a uh, use, but he's going to go ahead and use his eyes of the grave to see if there's any undead within 60 feet. You kind of reach out and attempt to feel if there are any undead within 60 feet, and you do not feel any undead within 60 feet. And so kind of disappointed but relieved, he's going to let out a her side. Yes, you see uh, in the place that, where there should be a ceremonial urn at the dead center of this memorial area, there is instead a empty plinth. Great. You're the aspiring grave robber. Let's do some Sherlock Holmes shit and figure out what happened. Uh, I believe the term you mean is archaeologist. The only difference is the length of time between when somebody died and you found them. This has not been a long enough length of time. <laughs> Will that be an investigation? Yeah. Yeah, I already looked through all my feats and stuff. Nothing helps there, but... Hey! <laughs> Um, an eight on your investigation check. Um, you don't necessarily discover anything that's hidden. You don't see any like muddy boot print or anything like that. Um, no, you keep a careful eye and uh, investigate the surrounding of the plinth, and you see a incredibly well tended to gravesite. Um, it's well polished, it's well maintained, uh, regularly oiled, um, but you don't find like a, aha, a hair, or is this a fabric particle? Um, hey, new guy, you got anything that'll help here? Or are you just dead weight? I'm, I'm dead weight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's Sorry, what, 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 what do we need? We're trying to figure out what happened to the urn. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Griffey, maybe you could play some spooky music that'll help us out here. <laughs> Dead silence from Caden. <laughs> Caden's gone. Oh, shit. <laughs> I've done it again. <laughs> All right, just say Bardic Inspiration on Steven. Bardic Inspiration on Steven. Let me shoot it. No! no. Did I do good? You, you, you did a good. And the song he plays is Spooky Scary Skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> you learned it during Halloween, <laughs> the Halloween disco, you know? Ooh, okay. But it's got a really funk vibe to it. All right, new guy, show us your stuff. You do have some smarts behind those empty eyes, right? <laughs> Nathan. What? He's talking about you. Oh. Oh, he's talking about some other character. Some other new guy who just some started Some other today. new guy who just started today? How could he? Yeah. <laughs> and out of the corner comes Jeff, the other new guy. Hi, Jeff. He's wearing a red shirt. It's fine. <laughs> ah, okay. Gotta die this episode, I guess. Um, sorry. So you have Bardic Inspiration. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And you can use that to kind of investigate your surroundings and see what you That's might be able to find. my button. I'm, I'm kind of hoping as an artificer you at least have high int. Never. Uh, kidding. Uh, let's see. I, I have a 16. 
Okay. Three. You were smarter than I was. Whoa. I have a 13. <laughs> okay. Sweet okay. Jesus. All right. <laughs> but you also have your Bardic Inspiration that you can use, which I believe is a D6. Uh, it should be at this level. I don't think it goes up to D8 until like level 5. I think so. Oh, there we go. Okay, so that brings you up to a 13. Um, okay, 13 is good. It's not, it's not fantabulous, but it's not bad. Um, let's see here. What might you be able to discover about this location? Very old. You know, that's actually a good question. How long has she been dead? Uh, Rubble's mother's been dead for a couple of years at this point. Oh, so that's still fairly real news. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, you can actually tell that even the constructions that she has put to, been like put to these uh, reliefs, these uh, marble statuettes, as it were, are also very new. Um, perhaps even recently hewn from rock the last couple of months even uh, seems that whenever rubble and his father decided to move here they decided to have her ashes moved to be with them as well um so she has not been lying dormant for very long um actually what i will tell you that you kind of pick up on the most Stephen. uh aside from the rest of your group, is that you can tell that Rubble's mother was an incredibly accomplished cleric. Um, cleric. Even though she's kind of taking B-roll in her own stories, uh, you can tell beyond a shadow of a doubt that this woman had an incredibly uh, important connection to their deity. Um, in such a way that Mr. Nezarak um, believed that he was almost divinely blessed on account of his wife's uh, connection, even. Um, in a lot of his reliefs that he has here of him fighting a dragon and fighting the lich at the side of his wife, um, there's like a near corona of divine light that emanates off the two of them. Rona Humble. Light. Basically, it's just showing off a crown of divine light over the top of both of their heads. Um, oh, wasn't a bottle of Mexican beer? <laughs> oh, Dang that's it. crazy. Um, now, I know this is a bit of a stretch, but some of y'all might remember. Can I have the three of you, Damien, Grookey, and Ray, Make raw intelligence checks. No. Uh, <laughs> yep. Ten, a three. I actually rolled higher than my intelligence. Let's see, Grookey. A 17. Damn, Grookey. What the? Fuck yeah. Right. Grookey? Grookey's got a pretty good brain. Shocking to all of us. <laughs> Look, there's Grookey. a separation between your character and your player. <laughs> no, no, I was just being racist because he's half-orc. Grookey. 
Groogie, in spite of your racial leanings of innate stupidity, uh, wow. <laughs> uh, wow. you're th- looking at this stone relief, listening to the words as uh, Stephen explained them to you, and you kind of have this like moment where you connect a couple of things, and you remember the prophecy that was detailed. Uh, it feels like forever ago, uh, but it was actually only just last week, that one of the requirements for the resurrection of they who hungers was six saints who are sundered and sowed. I remember that. No, you don't. You didn't bowl high enough. I said I remember that. I didn't say Ray remembers that. <laughs> All right. Are you going to tell us? Yeah, that'd probably be a good idea. Uh, uh, <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah. I had a thought. I'm gonna keep it to myself. <laughs> That's for me to know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, back in the uh, you know slimy place, I remember uh, the big slimy knobhead saying something about uh, needing six seats who are um, sundered and sliced or some shit like that. Oh yeah, thundered and stone. May have uh, some relevance in this situation, no? Well, that was from the library. Was it? Uh, I got it from somewhere. I can't remember. I just remember that phrase. Well, it was a prophecy that uh, Principal Abernathy had in his desk. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but also there was a connection to they who hungers um, in the... Uh, the place section. below, oh, oh. Uh, where the thing basically said that it was uh, the only one who uh, r- remained vigil. Right, to defend the portal. Hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know, and I, I think Damien would turn back to the gravekeeper if he, if he came down with it. Um, mm-hmm. how, did, how did she die? If she was such a powerful cleric and kind of like this embodiment of holiness, how how did she die? Especially with this big white motherfucker blocking her in every single one of these pictures. I do not know <laughs> all of the details. Uh, I'll take the cliff notes. I believe that in the very final fight that Mr. Nezarak ever engaged in, uh, him and his wife were going toe-to-toe against uh, some sort of great, greater lich. And over the course of the fighting, they both became incredibly wounded. Uh, and Mrs. Nezarak jumped in front of a uh, disintegrate and pushed her husband out of the way uh, to give him the opportunity to make the final blow against the Lich and destroy its phylactery. And she was turned to ash. Mr. Nezarak collected as much as he could and had her dedicated within the urn. That means someone's going to try and resurrect her. Huh. Resurrection is a difficult and 
incredibly costly thing, especially when there's nobody left to imbibe with life. If you didn't say impossible. No, I suppose nothing is impossible. Are, are there any other... You, you said there are other disturbances. Was there, are, are they like in a specific area of the cemetery, or is it in multiple places? There are certain hotbeds of disturbances. I would say as you get further out into the mist, uh, they become more and more unruly. Yeah, how long have those mists been there? Millennia. Okay, okay. So they didn't happen like two weeks ago. Got it. Got it. Good. No, the mists that surround Freehaven have been here since before even the academy existed. Oh, oh, you mean the Freehaven mist? I, I thought you meant the mist around the cemetery. They are one and the same. Are you, are you saying that the academy was built on the grounds of the cemetery? What? How can they be one and the same? Either the mists are around Freehaven, or the mists are around the cemetery. Or the cemetery is on one edge of Freehaven, and the mists are on one side of the cemetery. No, the here he kind of like pulls out a map and it shows you <laughs> at you the very here. heart of the center of Freehaven, the area is the academy. Um, you know, there are the assorted, you know, upper class, lower class, and middle and poor parts of town, and on the outskirts of the entirety of where the city exists, the mists around and abound, and the cemetery is in the bottom left most portion of all of Freehaven, to the point that a portion of the cemetery actually goes out into the mists. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. So, so think of Freehaven as, like, a city in the middle of the only part of a world that is clear. I think we need to go to the mist to see what's going on there. Are they well lit? No. Nope, not gonna do it. Stronger adventurers than you have gone to the mists and never returned. But do they have plot armor? No. Shit, neither do we know anything about it. They were convinced that they did, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I have plot armor. <laughs> What is plot armor? Just get domed immediately. <laughs> <laughs> splatter across the floor. Out of absolutely nowhere, I just die. <laughs> oh shit, I didn't know you were still with us. Sorry. Hmm. Well, maybe we at least go to the edge of the mist. To infinity could, and beyond. Touch the mist. We could go visit the miserable house. But I don't think they're going to tell us anything. If they knew anything, I think they would have already done something about it. It is entirely possible that someone has broken within the confines of the cemetery and stolen Mrs. Nezarak's resting place. And you're sure the lich was destroyed? Oh, I don't know. I believe it was. That's how the story goes. I only know it, as you said, as this sort of amended version of events. I don't know any of the full detail. 
Only what it is that the stone tells me. And he, like, kind of slaps it. Guys, what do you think we do next? Let's just go, go straight into the mist. Nothing can stop us. <laughs> I like your stop. moxie. Actually, let's just let's do it now. Let's go. <laughs> Holy shit, it's Stephen King. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> No, no, I'm, I'm not Stephen King, that, that you know, that, that fiction writer. I'm Coke the... falls out of Stephen's pocket. It's just yeets it into the mist. Um, that, <laughs> that was not mine. <laughs> oh, mine. It blew into my pocket. Um, was there anything, uh, talking back to the grave tender again, is there anything special about the urn itself, like who made it or anything like that that you remember? From the or was it really here? expensive and maybe easily pawnable? It was very expensive. Was uh, it heavy? No, not heavy. Uh, the human body does not contain a lot. It was a... Especially not when it's disintegrated. It was a rather standard size of, of funerary urn. It was just very meticulously well kept and uh, incredibly made of incredibly expensive material. Gemstones adorned it, made out of platinum that had to be very carefully molded. Do you keep track of the visitors? I try to, but I find it very difficult. I am but one man. So you don't you don't have a list of anyone that might have visited this. It is entirely possible that while I was out cleaning, somebody came in and visited without my know. Or maybe it was for Briarstone or whatever the name is. You know, the one who beat up Rubble. Bark Briarstone? Yeah, okay. Bark Briarstone has been nothing but a uh, diligent helper. Him and his close friend Aaron Athanasius have been assisting me tend to the grave for many months now. Well, I think there are only leads other than marching to our death in the mist. Maybe we need to go back and find one of them and ask them if they saw anything. Torture a confession out of them and then go from there. Well, yeah, go ahead and try to torture Bark Briarstone and see how deep in the ground that gets you. Don't worry, new guy's got it. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, talk to them, and then go from there. Sound like plan? Sure. Yeah, I think that's what we've got to do next. Let's just shoot them. I got a gun. Well, that sounds like an excellent gun? spot to wrap up the episode, too. <laughs> Let's shoot them, I have a gun. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about committing murder in front of this man. <laughs> We're adventurers. We're allowed to. We're allowed to kill. There's an entire class on murder hobo. That's true. <laughs> it's not even an elective. <laughs> it's required. How to, it's how experiential to become learning. You have to go and, prove you've done it. And succeed as a murder hobo. That's, that's, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, that that part of our sir. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> bang, bang. Bang, bang. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. 
tiers start as low as a dollar, and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, access to the Patreon Discord, where you'll be able to chat with the cast, find us on social media on Twitter, at Riftwake Podcast, on Facebook as Riftwake, and now send us an email, riftwakepodcast at gmail.com.